like, all right, fine. If uh, you're not going to give me concerts, I'm going to make my own concert. Right. Right? If somebody's not going to give you an opportunity, make your own opportunity. Yo, what is up, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning back in to Beauty and the Struggle, Season 1, Episode 5. Uh, today we are interviewing a very special guest. Uh, he goes by the name of Marshall Massengill. And I know that name sounds like it should be in the corporate world, um, but Marshall is actually a hip-hop artist in the Seattle community. Uh, he is the MC, one of the lead members of Marshall Law Band. And Marshall Law Band is really creating their own lane and pushing a sound of positivity, um, creating a culture that has stemmed from the grassroots of Seattle. And now it has no other option but to push all the way up to Everett Mill Creek here in the North End. Um, and Marshall um, has been one of my best friends ever since you know third grade. We grew up playing basketball, football together, and with each other. Um, but Marsh is really creating his own lane here uh, in Seattle, and you know they are actually doing really big things. They are going to be performing at Capitol Hill Block Party this year. Which, if you are from this area, you know that Seattle's uh, Capitol Block Party is one of the biggest uh, events that goes on downtown and they really found a breakthrough there uh, in addition to that they were just recently on the news on king five in which he uh he put together and created this cool concept this hip opera the first that anyone has done in this area where he combined hip-hop and the sound of opera um, and really made an entire message behind it that was very uh creative concept and got really good press um and then in addition to that, <laughs> these guys have actually just came back from a tour all throughout the Pacific Northwest. So Marshall has been staying busy. He's building this sound. He's building this culture. And that is probably the, the most, uh, most important thing that I respect about Marsh is that he's really starting this from the ground up through a passion, through a place of purpose. Um, and I had no other option to be inspired because that's my brother and I, I love to see that. Um, so we discuss in this pod a number of different things. Um, you know, Marsh grew up in the Everett Mill Creek area where, you know, it's, it's just a different culture compared to, say, South Seattle. Um, and we grew up competitive. He was like, in a way, my, my arch nemesis because we were so competitive against each other. You know, if I'm going to be the best, I need to surround myself around the best. And at this time, you know, growing up as a kid, all he cared about was playing basketball, right? So he took that mentality, said, I'm going to go be the best in the best area. He went to the most prestigious high school uh, with basketball programs in O'Day. And he quickly learned that he had some catching up to do. And we're going to discuss that. But it only made him better because by the time he came back for his senior year in high school, um, he actually transferred back to Jackson High School here in the North End. And I immediately knew when I saw that he was doing that, I was like, yo, Jackson has a legitimate time or a legitimate shot to get to the uh, state championship. And they did. And so we'll talk about that. But in addition to that, um, you know, Marsh is in a, a career right now, a profession where, you know, you get rejected a number of times. And he talks about how he dealt with that rejection, um, especially with with this new sound that they are simply creating um you know they were told by a number of different venues that they couldn't perform there the the, the music just wasn't going to draw the attraction the crowd and now these guys are performing all throughout the pacific northwest uh so marsh really discusses how 
you know, how these concepts from that go back all the way from, you know, when he grew up as a as a kid, as we grew up playing in Mill Creek Rockets, Snohomish County's finest, uh, to Jackson High School, to how he's had to actually reincorporate that back into his craft to further build the message and the band uh, and what they are pushing. So. I don't know if you guys can tell, but man, I'm hyped about this one. Uh, you know, we chopped it up just like a regular discussion, uh, but you know, it was very inspiring and to hear that he was coming from a place of such, uh, you know, of such, you know, desperateness to make this thing happen. That's exactly what this podcast is all about. So. Uh, I'm, that's enough of me. All that I ask is that you, if you do take something away from this, which I'm sure you will, share it. Share it with me. Like it in the comment sections. I'm doing a little bit more content now. So go ahead, share what quote you liked. Uh, you know, repost it. Put it in your story. Give me a shout out. That is truly any exposure that we can get. Um, it's really the most organic way to build this podcast. And that's, that's what I'm really trying to push here um, and really create that culture of just pure positivity so um anything that you guys have share it with me season one episode five beauty in the struggle marshall massingale let's get it three two one go respect and stay inspired by like the move that you're doing and the way that you're creating, bro, and um, just happy to witness it, man. So man. I was like, yo, I got to get the boy back on I'm here. I'm saying, as soon as yeah. I saw you doing a podcast, I'm like, nah, Will, come on, man. Like, yeah. let me, I'm mad I'm episode five. Yeah. Man. I've been buying, you know, I've been trying to get at it. But, uh, man, it's, it's super cool to see uh, you put a hip spin Bro. on being a realtor like who has the fire <laughs> videos with it? even your snaps uh have the, the drake going from room to room i'm like that's love if i had money <laughs> man i would be i'll be right there coughing so uh, you know man. i got you on something too oh wow. <laughs> hold on we gotta make sure i'm ready bro yeah. i'm gonna need one of them literacy uh financial literacy courses yeah. that you're talking about. but uh yeah man this is a, a long time coming because Absolutely. even just getting to sit down and hang out and kick with you i know uh, we be seeing each other uh, usually at the gym. Yeah. Usually I'll show up at some men's league and Will is like lacing up his shoes. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. like we gotta, play, we gotta time, play today. I gotta, I gotta play him again. Like, this is battle number 156 or something, man. I don't know what the all time record is, That's but I'd man. like to think I'm up. <laughs> well, man, it's, it's crazy because to the audience out there, we're sitting. Um, here and Norris is going to put it out uh, broadcast it but we're sitting here in the living room um, in his childhood house and we grew up literally in like so many just nights playing 2k so many nights just sleepovers before games that same couch you're sitting on you must have knocked on the stand <laughs> 10 15 times Bro, that, that's exactly what we were talking about <laughs> and we put up the projector in here so like just being in this setting uh, you hit me with like Yo, we should just do it at the crib. Yeah, man. It was dope on its own, man. Well, so Father's Day, I knew I'd be here. Absolutely. And uh, I knew, you know. Where you come from? We're in the we're in Mill Creek. Yes, sir, the Creek. You know, tell them how you came up, and um, and then we'll transition from there, bro. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, my story kind of starts uh, with my parents, really. My dad is from South Central uh, Los Angeles, and my mom's from uh, Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. So they both went to college uh, in Portland at Lewis and Clark University. And uh, that kind of sparked uh, our family's roots in the Pacific Northwest. So they moved out here um, to, initially they had like an apartment kind of in the Mill Creek area. 
and then they got the house that we're in right now. Yeah. Uh, I got two older sisters, and then I popped up out the thing, you know, <laughs> and uh, I ain't been listening ever since. And uh, you know, just uh, grew up in Mill Creek, grew up uh, playing sports all throughout Seattle. That was a big thing with my dad. Is that you know, if you're gonna be out here, um, if you don't know where Mill Creek is, it's about 20, 25 minutes outside of Seattle, so a suburb of Seattle. So my pops was coming from South Central LA. He's like, "Yo, if you're gonna be out here." You need to go find where where the brothers at. You need to go find yep. where the competition at, and you gotta go play against them. Exactly. And so I remember uh, we went down and played Rotary. Man, you remember we <laughs> <Man>. played Rotary? <laughs> oh my god, we went down. Oh my Rotary. gosh, dude! I remember going down there with our squad, and we were just shook. At this point, <laughs> we had never lost a game. Yes. So I remember. I literally remember <laughs> being at school the day of, and like they're like, "Oh yeah, uh, like Mike and his brothers, they had played against Rotary." They're right. Like, oh, Dude, we're going down to play Rotary. I was like, <laughs> I was like so? Yo, I do oh, remember that game so, so specifically, yeah, bro. bro. <laughs> this is the point. My dad always said, bro, he's like, they kicked your ass and sent you home smelling like chicken. Because they dead ass, they were cooking fried chicken. <laughs> In the parking lot, I swear. <laughs> and we got spanked. Oh, my so god. So then, uh, and be confident. Say, I'm from Mill Creek, but I know I've done the back work. I've gone and sucked. Like, like, suck out whoever yep. is nice with it. I'm going to go chase them out. Go find them. Go seek and find them. And I'm going to go test my sword against theirs. Bro, I love that. Dig? But Absolutely. that started with us getting smacked by 40. That did. Yeah. Dude, that did. And I think that, and as we transition, like, that, that's so deep-rooted to, like, how we have become now. Mm-hmm. Because, bro, it's like, um, it's just like you have to have that type of mentality. Got it. Because if you stay comfortable over here up in the north end, you're never going to be exposed to what's going on down there, right? And, and what I like to do, too, is that, like, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you can catch yourself going to, like, where people are super good at sports and yeah. their sauce and their, their, their swag, and you can try to, like, emulate it. Right. Or you can, you know, take bits and pieces but bring your own star and your own, like, I'm going to always be articulate, bro. Exactly. I'm going to always pronounce my words, and I'm going to probably always get roasted for that. But yeah. also, I know that those people admire the fact that I'm willing to show my intelligence and speak yep. properly and, like, be who I am. Yep. Even while accepting and wanting to be a part of a larger community, Absolutely. a larger black community. So that, that that's something that you and I both, I think, coming from, like, mixed race heritage. Exactly. Where it's like... A lot of people struggle with this. You got to be okay with your skin. You got to yeah. understand, bro. Like, you got to love you it. Are, you are who <clears throat> you see, but you are yourself. Exactly. And uh, yeah, those, those experiences during those formative years of you and I hooping and, and going. Out. And I love I love just touching into that because that's the, like I said, that's like the mentality that we now understand kind of growing up. Yeah. Like coming from this area, like, yo, you know, we aren't exposed to that as much, but you need to go and do that deep digging, that research yeah. to go ahead and figure out, like, how you can proceed and get to the next level. Because until, like, those times, man, I thought I was the fastest. We thought we were the sh- I thought know? I was the best shooter. Absolutely, I thought I was, you know, bro. I thought I played the best defense. Yes. I thought, you know, I could, I could do whatever, <clears throat> but uh, it was great to see people like me uh, elsewhere and be like, okay, hold on, man. I got some we work got on myself level. I got to do. Man, it's a, <clears throat> it's a beautiful thing when your parents have the foresight and the willingness to say, I'm going to sit in two hours worth of traffic both yep. ways to make sure, as my as Randy would say, my kid don't turn out like a poop butt. Exactly. You know, like, it can't happen, bro. You bro, kid can't be no goon. And you have to expose <clears throat> them and, and put yourself in situations that are uncomfortable so you can grow. Absolutely. And that's, that's like 
our childhood, we we didn't realize at the time we lived in like a pot of uncomfortability. Uncomfortable. Intentionally, intentionally, we were put in those situations. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Let's talk about like, you know, we transitioned to high school. Mm-hmm. I know you went to. I know you had like a stint where you actually went to uh, the South End to play. Yeah. Right. And I went then, to O'Day. Right. You yeah. went to O'Day. Um, came back, took Jackson to to state yeah, championship. Man. Yeah, um, man. So, uh, and, and a big part of that too, like, it's a perfect segue because I wanted to go after getting a taste of that. Right. I wanted to go feel that culture. I wanted to go Absolutely. be a part of it, and I wanted to go test my brawn against uh, the best players. So I would always see O'Day in the uh, like state championship. Yeah. You know. So I'm like, hold on, man. That's what I want to be. That's what I want to be. I want to be a champion. Exactly. You know? So I got down there, and there was like a calibration moment again, where it's yeah. like. Dang, them boys fast. Yeah, they playing defense. Like, they ain't letting me dribble. They ain't letting me shoot, you know? And I remember I was, like, freshman year on the hoop team. Uh, man, I was, like, 13th man. Right, right, You know, right. And I had to recommit myself. Absolutely. And then I remember the next year, uh, uh, you know, I'm playing JV while all my homies that I was, like, in my opinion, better than right. are all in the varsity squad up here at Jackson. I, I went from being, like, 13th man on the JV team to – uh, starting point guard, right? Uh, Thirteen men on the freshman team, starting point guard on the JV team, right? Right, right. And like out of day, that's that's a varsity team over there. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yo. So it, it was uh, putting myself in situations where I had to overcome hurdles. Right. So by the time I came back to Jackson, uh, my junior year, mm-hmm. um, I was ready to play Metro League style, radio yeah. beat style, not rattled by nothing. Out right. here in Wesco. Yeah, so, exactly. you know, you combine that with Brett Kingmo, who's shooting from half court, yep. and Ryan Todd, and my childhood friends that you all played with, yeah. you know, Andy Ye, Mike Wishko. Exactly. And we had a squad. Yeah, we absolutely. Squad, That's what I'm saying. And I had the confidence and the swagger to pick somebody up full court right. and clap in their face. Yeah. You know? So, Which is something that's not accustomed to, right? Oh, people were mad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. People were <laughs> mad up here, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, coming back here uh, and spending significant time in the South, that's where I met a lot of my lifetime friends. Right. And I would take them and have them come up to the creek. And just get... You know, <laughs> get, you know how that goes. Yeah. When run them. From the South run them. To the North the first yeah. time. Yeah. Yo, so that's so interesting, man. So, like, how did you, right, so to paint that picture, how did you deal with that? So you go from being the best, right, mm-hmm. in, a, in an area, and then you go to a space where you pretty much have to start all the way over, grow your rep, yeah, right? How did you, men- and you're going through high school, and hoop is probably all you care about at that time. Oh, come on, man. Right? So it's like, yeah, so it's like, how, do you men- how did you mentally challenge yourself to grow in that situation, to not, like, back down? Man, it, it was it just kind of got to a point where it's like, you know, kill or be killed. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, man, even just like O'Day in general, like that's a program It's a program and it's all boys. So like, bro, it's ruthless out there, bro. It's I'll dogs. tell you for, like, come on, be me and me. Like if you're listening to this, you can't see me, but if you're watching this or like, you're seeing like the recap, you can see me. Like I got big ears. <laughs> so I've always had big ears. Man, when I walked into this O'Day hallway, I am not kidding you. They called me ears, and they literally, uh, like this one senior, Quinn Richardson, he picked me up by my ears, bro. Quinn, just, Quinn Richardson? Yes. Oh, my. He yo, Norris, we went to Nike Tone. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, bro. I mean, Quinn was like, he's like, uh, went and played at UW. Yep. Like, he's just a legend. Hilarious dude, right? Yeah. 
And this guy, was just, every time he see me in the hallways, bro, he like, ears, <laughs> run over it. I couldn't do anything at that point, bro. Yeah. I'm tiny. Yeah, like a little so fresh. I had to be quick with it, you know? I'm like, boy, you old gorilla looking. Mom, <laughs> like, They're like, hey, I like ears. I like ears. Yeah. So like, I, I came to like a quick realization, like, yo, you need to be comfortable in your own skin. Right. You need to not back down from people. That doesn't mean you have to fight people or yeah. anything. But, you know, you got to hold your own. And uh, once I got comfortable with that, like, Quentin was pulling up on me with the Yoshinos, plugging up, plugging a little yeah. teriyaki and stuff. Yeah. And, like, I, I kind of became, like, a, a upperclassman favorite. Right. And so that kind of gave me some, like, room to maneuver and be my own boss amongst my peers. Right, so right. So that was cool because I was making, like, the transition socially mm-hmm. but then when i had to make the transition athletically man it was just hard work yeah you know? like i'd be in the gym every single day i started yeah. working with uh, donald watts with uh, watts basketball yep. I like, remember that. you know i came full circle was like working with him afterwards, yeah. but I, we'll probably get to that knowing <laughs> hell yeah just going through my life oh, yeah. story here, that's bro. that's the point yeah i might catch me there was definitely still challenges along the way and you know looking back from the perspective now where I'm trying to not let anything get in the way. Absolutely. I will say a lot of distractions, whether it be girls, partying, kicking it, you know, giving in to regular teenager stuff. Exactly. Because you don't see how big the world is yeah. when you're that old. It's narrowed in. You know, you're just doing yeah, it day bro. by day, week by week if you're lucky. You know, yeah. trying to find the next function, the next True activity. Facts. So, uh, man, just, just not being scared to put in the work and be myself. Absolutely. That was probably going to be a consistent theme throughout this whole thing because it's like I had to be myself because I'm already from the north, bro. So yeah, you know, I'm, getting, I'm getting it from all angles. You know. Uh, but it, it made me a stronger person. It made me more confident and secure Absolutely. myself. So do you think that's like where, I mean, we come up now where we're we're not old heads mm-hmm. at all, not even, not even close to it. But I'm saying like, do you think that is a struggle that kids kind of deal with is the uh, like – I wouldn't even say it's the insecurity, but just like the unknowingness of not really being true to themselves. Yeah, I mean, because you see, you see everything on TV. Right. Here, like kids are constantly stimulated by something, right. whether it be their phone, in their ears, like uh, the music, you know, the AirPods. It's more convenient and easy now to get influenced. Right. And right. I think a lot of times you see something on your phone or on your TV screen, and you just try to emulate that yeah you're not tapping into like well what am i doing doing? yeah what is my message how do i want to be perceived and represented you're like i want to look like that That, yeah not like me for sure and so i think it's i think it's i want to say worse than ever because there there are videos out there on instagram if you're following the right accounts yeah they're dropping wisdom absolutely they're giving people the formula the blueprint to find yourself whether or not people are listening, I know we're like we were talking about before the mics came on. Like we didn't listen. Yeah, exactly. It feels like these young kids are like not Definitely listening not even listening. worse. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, Whoa, what the? Yeah. Dang, I thought Open I was that bad. Ear. Yeah, for sure. No, and, that, and we'll segue into that later in the episode too. But that's that's dope because I mean you work with a number of kids right now mm-hmm. where. Um, you know, you get to be around that environment. So that's super, uh, super interesting, super dope. Um, so like going into that, so you, you go put in your work at O'Day. It sounds like you go ahead and get your rep up. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Um, now you come back to Jackson with a whole different mindset, bro. I remember seeing this fool. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Long seeing hair, this guy. You know I mean? Yo, I would see you at some like at uh like summer leagues or whatever, rolling with like a whole bunch of squad. Just I didn't even know anyone that you were with. Yeah, man. And y'all just thought you were just gonna run the court. Boy, come on, <laughs> yeah. dog. I don't know. See, I don't, that's not that's not uh, yeah. arrogance yeah. that he brings, you know, like coming from uh, O'Day and like, yeah. you know, I'm in the South thing, kicking it, bro, like kicking it with whoever, holding my own weight, like not getting pumped, like, yeah. you know, Got I'm, to. I'm out here roasting people and stuff, so I'm like, man, if I come up here to Mill Creek, bro, mm-hmm. like, where's the challengers, man, right. we, we running it, so I think that confidence and that, like, borderline arrogance mm-hmm. is what allowed us like from as soon as i came back we're talking state championship exactly you know people are kind of looking at us crazy like yeah how you all i'm like bro it's state championship over here you ain't know about my guy bro. yeah you know, bro you know about my guy rt like come on bro like we're we're we're, we're gonna go to the uh the ship with it so it some and that's kind of a lesson in uh visualization right and um seeing yourself where you want to be absolutely and i think that was actually the first time i was conscious of like i spoke something into existence with like i remember before i transferred back to jackson i was like at la with brett and he's like man if you come back i'm like bro that's it might be a ship yeah like, bro it's ship season, how dog. cool is that so you guys were already visualizing bro, we already said it was gonna happen you know what i mean people were laughing wow and, stuff. and so you guys are like ages 17 16 17 yeah See, dude, kicking up the elephant is hot tub. Yeah, you, know, you trying to get you a little peek. See what's yeah. up. See what the girls yeah. pulling up. Yeah, man. Was, you know, it was all all a dream and a scheme. <laughs> I remember when you came back to, and we're just talking high school here. Yeah. Um, but I remember when you did come back, I was like, yo, they actually got a shot. Like, yeah. Marsh is coming back with like a Marsh is gonna bring some type of edge that these kids just haven't had the chance to like see yet. Because mm-hmm. Jackson would always get to the. Uh, Jackson would always get to state, but they would never like you know transition yeah, further from that, that corner. for for years, right? Well, it's that toughness, man. Mm-hmm. Like I just remember uh, the year before my junior year out of day, like we beat Rainier Beach in a triple overtime game, right? And like I had like a predominant role in that victory, right? And I just remember that was the first time where, like, I had seen people play, and I was right. like, man, they are fast, yeah, they are athletic, they are good and they're well coached and they're just like they got that chip on their shoulder like yep. they might fight me you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? and that was the first time where i played against them and outplayed them like yeah. outplayed people that got college d1 scholarship wait so like let's tap into that because yeah. that's so dope because once you got once you got into that once you got into that moment yeah right you were ready. Oh, bro. I was you were ready. Hungry. You were ready. Chopping, clap my hands, right? talking, shaking, you know? Like, come on. I felt that. And that's, it. if you're a real competitor, right. those are the environments you want to be in. You want to, ex- exactly. You know, it's like now, like, when my music and stuff, like, yep. I want to be on stage playing right after somebody that just ripped it. Right. Like, right. And like, okay, you, you guys think you ripped it. Yeah. Okay, you got the crowd ready for us. Yeah. Or like, I want to be, <laughs> oh, I want to be open. You know, I'm hungry, yeah. bro. bro. So where, so my question would be like, how did you, so how did you like stay in that zone? Or how did you find that zone? How do you like want to stay in that zone? Man, that, I think the biggest point of it is to be trapped in the present moment mm-hmm. and not be too conscious of like, Oh, I'm here. Like, yeah. I'm playing against Jamie Knuckles. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, like, wow, this is this is what I've always wanted. I'm going to play against Pickett. Yeah. You know, it's yep. like, nah, like, all right, 
I'm playing basketball. Yeah. And I've worked my ass off for this. Or like, yo, I'm on the stage and I rehearse three times a week for four hours for this. So I know I'm ready to rip. Exactly. You know, so it's being locked in that present moment and then letting loose. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, it feels like a blur when you're in those zones. Yeah. Bro, I love that. I know you know too, boy. Yeah. Come on, man. You done given you done the zone against me a couple times. Yeah. I'm like, come on, bro. I thought we were friends. Bro, man, we used to go to the court literally right across the street, nah. bro. I don't even think you or those were your neighbors, but there were times when they wouldn't even be at the house. Yeah. And it would be one on one. Hell yeah. Me and you, you know what I mean? So yeah, we're talking hoop, yeah, we're talking high school, right? But these are now life like life implementing like yeah. practices that you have taken from those experiences mm-hmm. that you are now using in like your music in yeah. everyday life just to survive like in this world. Totally. Um, so, you know, it goes so much. And I think that's the cliche thing of it is when people say, oh, it's so much more than who, like that yeah. type of mentality really is so much more than who. It really is. Right. Man. And like, I mean, <clears throat> we could, this could be a nine part podcast. Yeah. We ain't even, we ain't even told them like, Bro, we played on the football team. Shit, that's a whole different thing. And, like, bro. Four Lake Champs. Really, bro, we hit the four feet on them. And, you know, and, and, like, you know, I just remember, like, Corey, Jeff, and like, Kevin Blade just, yeah. like, bro, yelling at me. Yeah. Like, yelling in my face. I'm, like, a fourth grader. I'm just, like, oh, like, you know. And then, right. but because of that, when right. I, I went to O'Day and, like, Coach Lumpkin is just ripping me yeah. a new one. I, bro, it's like, it light. I'm just like, oh, whatever, bro. I've been yelled at. Like, yeah. I just remember one time I said something, I talked back to Jeff. I, <laughs> I didn't have a visor, but they, I wish I did at that point. <laughs> Spit was just flying in my face. He was cussing me out. Well, I must have been sixth, seventh grade. And then Kevin Blaze is just like, boy, be gone. And I just ran the whole practice, dog. Ran the whole oh practice. Oh, my gosh. Yo, Silver Lake days were no joke. They, they ran it like a like military. They game. really did. And because of that, I, I really do look at Silver Lake and our rocket experience mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, our basketball team. And we're like, man, because of the way the adults held us accountable right. and treated us with expectations because they believed in us right. and they knew we were capable of accomplishing those like dreams they had set for us, but they held us accountable. Absolutely. Man. And so when I'm coaching now and I go to hold these kids accountable, sometimes I'll like be thinking like, Hey man, I might need to ease up. Yeah. And I yeah. remember that spit smacking <laughs> against my face as no. a sixth grader. I'm like, no, nah, I need to turn up. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, 100%. They need it. People yeah. need it. If you don't have the life experiences, you need adults in your life to hold you accountable and build the foundation to accept criticism because as an Absolutely. adult, it's going to hit your ass in the face. Start crying. Yeah. Oh yeah. You better get, you better find a way to get to work tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? With a smile on your face. Yeah, exactly. Too, no one likes a little negative <laughs> yeah. work, coworker. Hell no, Ugh. bro. That's, and I think, and that's what we're trying to create here, right? Yeah. We're trying to push that message. And, uh, like now it's just a different generation where we're, I feel like kids these days are getting inspired through the mediums, right? Mm-hmm. Through Instagram, through podcasts, yeah. uh, for them to take action. So it's a little bit different, and we're still pushing that same funnel um, back to the generation. So hopefully these kids, you know, can respect yeah. that. Well, that's why I, I really uh, respect what you're doing and how you're doing it because uh, I feel like people, you know, they hit that like, okay, I'm not a kid anymore, right. and then they act like 
well, how does Instagram work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the same way anything you ever learned worked. Like, if you want to stay with the times, if you want to stay current, you want to stay relevant and know what's going on out here, you need to adapt. And so uh, I really do think there's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of sex, drugs, violence that these kids are seeing. So it's great for them to see two people like you and myself being like, hey, Here's some life learns. Like I right. did the same thing you exactly. did, brother. Like same it's shit. been documented. Yeah. I know the results of this. I'm trying to make it so you take your dreams and your passions further than I did. Exactly. And so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, man, I just, I just respect the way we're going about it and the way, you know, even with like the way you make selling houses hip hop. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. You, you see the vision, man. man. You see you the vision, bro. Urban and cool. Bro. Yeah. Dude, and that's that's what I'm saying, man. I can't wait till we get into your music aspect of this because your genre and what you're pushing and we're going to tap into it is being yourself, mm-hmm. right? You're creating your own lane. That's why I fuck with it. Hey, so, bro. Appreciate you, um, man. That's love, man. So, I got to be, bro, because I tried being somebody else. And, and it, it didn't work. It actually did not work, <laughs> I'm that right now, boy. Yeah. But I haven't eaten 99 cent tacos from Justin Buck. <laughs> right, don't do it. Um, Bro, so, okay, so you guys go to, you, you end up at Jackson, you guys do your thing. I remember I remember seeing that. I was, you know, I'm from Everett, right? So, like, seeing a West Coast school, you would think my first reaction would be like, oh, man, that's whack. And I was yeah. like, hell no. I was like, man, those are my boys. Yeah. Like, look at them. They're playing on FSM, bro. I love yeah, seeing that, man. FSM. I was like, Marshall's over here locking up. Who'd you guys play? Uh, man, Kentwood? Kentwood. Yeah, man. Josh Smith. Oh. And so I was like, I was like, man, I hope they get this W. They're going right. to put on for the squad. Yeah, man. And I think a lot of that, too, like, you know, we ended up coming up short. Like, right. Josh Smith, bro, he was literally, he I just remember nuts. he dunked one time. And the hoop, there was like a ball boy sitting on the back of it. And the hoop picked it up, like lit moved, and the ball boy like got thrown off the hoop. I was like, oh, we're in for a long night. Yeah. Not only did he have 25 and 18, she had eight assists. Bro. I'm like, bro, it was a grown man. Yeah, so, but losing in the state championship. Right. Now, do not get me wrong. I would have much rather won. Right. Absolutely. But having to. You know, having the excitement of winning those other three games, beating Federal Way in the in the semifinals yeah. in dramatic fashion—that was a big one. You know, like having those like uh, successes, right? And then having like this ultimate failure of yeah. like all we wanted was that, and having to go the next day and pick yourself up, right? Regain your self image and be proud of what you did, but understand you had some failures as well, and, and that. That state championship loss right. is the catalyst for why I go so hard on my passions now. I love that. Man. You know, because yeah. I don't want to feel that again, no, boy. Bro. And the yeah. worst part, they make you take a picture after. Oh, that, no, bro. After you lose the state championship, they're no. grown ass men. No. Tears, snot hanging out your face. Parents are all coming over. Yeah, everyone's crying. <laughs> they make you take. I'm like, dude, burn this. Don't yeah. give me this second place ass picture. But see, and that's that's the that's the dope part about it, right? Is that. It wasn't about that. It was about the life lesson. Yeah. And you get to take that as equity mm. into what you're going to do next. Yeah. So going into that, you guys, you learned <coughs> a lot from Jackson High School. I was I was so happy to see that. And then from there, uh, you went to Carnegie Mellon. Yeah. Super academic, prestigious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how did, how did that play out? So, you know, that was, that that's another, man, you know, my life. It's really interesting because, dude, like, 
I've always just done what I wanted to do. Hell yeah. You really have. I really have. (laughs) And my parents knew that about me. They knew that going in, like, as soon as they, as soon as I started, like, being myself, uh, my parents like, oh, we in for it. Yeah. yeah. So, like, my sisters, uh, one went to USC, the other went to Stanford. So, like, my family is forced academics super hard. Right. And, like, if it wasn't for athletics, like, who knows if I would have even graduated high school just because, like... Bro, if this doesn't feel good to me, yeah. it's bad news bears. Yeah. Bro. So like, <laughs> I pulled up on Carnegie, and to be honest, like uh, I loved it there. Yeah. I loved the people that I was with. I loved the connections I had. But you know, I would be out kicking it with my homies, rapping, freestyling, coming home at two a.m. Yep. And I'd be seeing the same people in the library tweet, working yeah. so hard, and like that taught me how serious you have to be about your profession. Yeah. It's one thing to be passionate about it, but like, are you willing to hit three all nighters in a row and yeah. compromise your mental health? To yeah. Do this thing? You know, like, exactly. are you really willing to do it? So I found myself like, instead of going to class, like, or being in class, I'd be writing rhymes. Yeah. And so, yep. um, man, I got like, a after my sophomore year, I was already kind of thinking about it. And I got the uh, Cube 93 internship. I saw that. And I, bro, as yeah. soon as that happened, I was good as gone. Bro. Yeah, bro. I was good <laughs> as gone, man. And I'm like, you know, I look back and I, I think there may be, um, you know, I, time will tell uh, the like advantages or disadvantages to finishing at Carnegie Mellon. You know, everybody right. from the outside is going to be like, uh, you know, you should have stayed and done that and done that. But at the point, like, yeah. man, I was convinced I was going to rap like 2 chains. Yeah. <laughs> But so then it goes back. That's so dope because it goes back to you visualized it. Yeah, you already had that vision, bro. I'd already seen like you know like like now like bro yeah. playing Capitol Hill block party and stuff like bro, exactly. In my eyes, I was about to I was about to come back that year. And yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like. Why are you tripping? Yeah, exactly. that? Why yeah. are you tripping? You don't so, see it. You're like, you don't yeah. see the vision? Like, yeah. No, like, son, your hit record is yoga pants right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not happening. <laughs> but I had to, you know, I had to take leaps of faith. Right. And I had to believe. So huge. I knew, because, you know, going to Carnegie, you're surrounded by other smart people. Right? right. So when I'm talking and, like, other smart people view me as, like, a leader of the group, I realized, like, okay, I can lead a basketball team. Uh and if I can lead smart people mm-hmm. to like want to get down and start rapping and stuff, it's a piece of cake if I right. just go out here to the rest of the world. Uh, but it was like, I, I wasn't a rapper at that point. So like, right. I'm like, like we had talked about earlier, I'm rapping like two chains. Yeah. I'm rapping like Lil Wayne. I'm rapping like my favorite rappers. I'm not right. trying to be myself on the track. Right. I'm saying things that like, I ain't even done. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. I've never shot a gun in my life. Bro. <laughs> I'm talking about rolling with my Nina. Rolling with my Nina. Like, bro, come on. Dog. You know, but it, it took, it took for me to have failures and right. to, to have that feeling of like, Man, I don't want people to look at me like a failure because I've dropped out of school. Like, right. I'm gonna make this thing work. Hell I'm yeah. gonna make people feel my energy yep. the right way. So yeah, man, I, I I'm I'm so thankful now for these failures and yeah. these hiccups and like my parents being like, "Well, if you grown, then you're not staying here. Yeah, yeah. You, you out the crib. I know Randy. I know Randy and kids now. Boy, they yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish I could have taken a picture the way these people's their face with that. My whole family's like, bro, you are tripping. Well, well explain that, bro. So yeah. I mean, you, I mean, Randy's such a such a cool guy. Yeah, such a cool guy. Comes educated, right? Yeah, kid. 
amazing woman, right? And you have two sisters who are blue collar. Yeah. They go to USC, go to Stanford, and then my homies out here, yo, yo, I'm gonna do this thing in hip hop. I'm doing rap. <laughs> I got, you know, what I'm saying, I'm throwing parties and stuff. Man. Yeah. People really were. Um, you know, I've been fortunate enough in my life to have people that support me regardless of what I do. For sure. Um, so, like, my friends were with it. You know, my homies right. were like, all right, well, sh- sh- let's yeah. do it then, you know? Yep. And so I had that family base. But my family was like, it wasn't like they were upset with Absolutely. me or they hated me or anything like yep. that. They were just like, if you're going to take this risk yep. and make your own path, then, like, we can't give you money yeah. to support you talking about drinking and smoking yeah, weed like, absolutely i'm not giving and that's weed, not man. a place of pure love yeah yeah no, and that's exactly. how that's exactly they did the 100 percent right thing absolutely. and you know at the time i wasn't even really beefy and i yeah. remember randy just saying like hey man if you're gonna do this then go and do it yeah you know like if you're going to do this then go and do it yep and so um yeah i moved out with my homie rahul who you know i've known since sixth grade and stuff and he he's studying to be a doctor you know yeah but he had always stayed up in the creek <clears throat> Okay. So when I came back, I'm like, look, I got to move out. Yeah. Um, he's like, I, I got, I was like, I got to find a job too. Yeah. So he plugged me with, I was uh, coaching soccer. Never played <laughs> soccer my whole life. I'm coaching little kicker yeah, soccer, boy. I got like, it's as young as 18 months to like six years old, right? And I'm coaching soccer, and uh, we moved to UW, and so him and I stay in, stay in the spot, and like the spot is like a shared living space where everybody has their own room. There's six people in the in the the uh, like shared living space, shared right. kitchen and the bathroom, but you all have your own room. So it's me, my homie Rahul, um, this other dude Fazika, African dude who's hella cool, always had a cousin or something yeah. sleeping in his room. You feel me? Always putting on for somebody, yeah. some boy. So the house was filled. You know, and yeah. then this other dude who's like the typical like frat boy, but like yeah. wanted to live out and like Fazi's cousin's always eating his food. He's beating, leaving <laughs> notes. And then uh, there was then this was the funniest part, bro. I kid you not. Of course, we're wilding. We're on 18th and 45th, so uh, Greek Road. Oh yeah, you know and, you guys are uh, major wilding. You did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike Wisco, my guy on my basketball team. Will and I played football and basketball with him coming up. He he lives a block down in like one of the most popping frats. Right. So we got open invites there. Damn yeah. frat bros. So, you know, we're living, we're kicking it, we're throwing late night parties and stuff, yep. and uh, still making trash music, and, but it, you couldn't tell me it wasn't fire at that point. Yeah. And, uh, man, we had one dude living in our, our shared living, I right. kid you not, bro, he was like a 60-year-old Russian dude. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but he was, he was pitching in on the rent, though. Yeah, yeah, he handled his rent, he handled his rent, but like, bro, it'd be like a 3 a.m. party night. And Cuddy's oh, in his no. room. No. Just like in his room. Just like, chilling. Bro, just like, I need a place to stay. Never complained once. Which is cool <laughs> as hell. How dope is that? Yeah, I know. He's a yeah. good dude. Wait, if he's listening to this and he's out there doing something big, yo, <laughs> hey, we respect you. Bro, yeah. I appreciate you. But I got one question, man. One time you left your door open and I looked inside your room, bro, and you ain't have a bed. All you have is a weight bench. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Bro, he was sleeping on the weight bench. Yo, oh my God, yo, he's really like, bro. He might be a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> so then, my oh, other damn. roommate was this dude we called Marty Party, like uh-huh. a blonde dude from Arlington, long hair. All he listens to is metal, but he's like kicking with us yeah. big time. So you know, I'm living in there for like a year. You know how things go when you're yeah. a young cat. Like I, I like low key broke my lease somehow. Like <laughs> I dip out, I find a new little cutting place yeah. to stay. 
And then, you know, Marty Party hits me. He's like, yo, man, my band uh, is having this jam. Like, you should pull up. Right. I'm like, band? Yeah. You got a band, bro? Yeah. This whole time, you've been letting me put out music? Like, come on, made out the... We didn't yeah. even have a MacBook, bro. We yeah. Have, my homie Marcus has some sort of bootleg ass PC. Like, How crazy is that? Man, and so I pulled up on, on the jam. I rapped with them. It felt like harmonious, bro. <laughs> I was even rapping like real stuff. I wasn't yeah. even talking out my ass anymore. Yeah. I was talking about my struggle. I was talking Yo. about, you know, my parents leaving Carnegie, right. trying to find myself in this world, just naturally yeah. being around instrumentation. Because when you're playing your instrument, when it sounds best, it's coming from your soul. Right, right. So before sure. I was making my raps, I was making them in my head. Right. But when I was around the soul, my music started coming from a higher place. Right. A, high, a higher plane of consciousness. Right. And then that's when, that's when I stopped rapping about bullshit. Yeah. And I started saying stuff that was true to me. Right. And that was the moment that I started being myself. Right. And that's, you know, that's led me now to where like, my whole family loves yeah. what we do, bro. <laughs> Everybody's Dude, rocking. I love that, man. So do you, do you think that like, because you had to, you had to go through that struggle, right? And that's what this is, yeah. the beauty in the struggle. Like, you mm. had to go through that struggle of, of like, going through that Greek row, yeah. going through that shit to be like, all right, I need to get up out of here and, totally. and start this. If it wasn't for, you know, leaving Carnegie, right. if it wasn't for my parents having the response that they did, yep. if it wasn't for me being so hard-headed and saying, like, Nah, fine. I'll make it work. Yeah, you know, yeah. I know music. I'm making fire. You exactly. know, I know I got the vibe. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if it wasn't for me really saying I'm going to embrace the struggle and yep. embrace my low points and still smile through them, still like everybody pitching your change. You know, we get in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Up, you know? <laughs> like, if it wasn't for us going through that phase, um, I wouldn't have the composure and the perspective that I do now, where you know, I have goals, I have aspirations, but, you know, when I am fortunate enough to meet people that are ahead of me and yeah. where I want to get to, I'm not starstruck. I'm not looking at them Hell like yeah. something that I'm not. I'm knowing that my time is coming because I'm coming it. from a place of harmony. Yeah. I'm not fighting myself anymore. Yeah. Before, I was just putting roadblocks in my own face. And I'd, and I'd find a way to jump over them, yeah. fall through them, dig a Temporarily. tunnel. You know, but I'm putting roadblocks. Now... I'm out my own way, but yeah. it took for me to be in my own way and to stick to it, to know now, hey, get out your own way, right. but stay with that same hustle. Right. Just tighten it up, smarten yep. it up, learn yep. from your mistakes each time. Be conscious of in the mirror, no matter how you look, don't let the first thing you say when you look in the mirror talk about like, oh, I hate this about myself. Oh, yeah. why am I this way? No, look at yourself and be like, hey, you got it going on you right know, now. Right. You got it going on. Just tighten up a little bit. You hit know, the chin. You exactly. good, but you got it going, you know. Like, wake up. Instead of waking up like, fuck, yes. I got to go to work. Which is how everybody feels. Every, yeah. Wake up. Talk about, yes. Yeah. I'm appreciative. Yes. Thank you for another day. Because, bro, people go to wake up. Some people never wake up dead. Yeah, yeah. Or wake up without an arm or, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, you can't walk. Bro. So when you wake up, it's got to be I love myself, yes. I'm appreciative, and then that'll change everything, bro. Do you think that there's too many times where, you know, you, you just said like if you ran into, let's say you ran into an aspiring artist, inspiring artist, mm -hmm. um, right? You run into him, dap him up, but you weren't looking at the sense like, damn, I hate that 
fool. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're looking at that fool like, man, you are inspirational, bro. Yes. You, I res- mad respect. I know I'm going to get there one day. And yo, dude, that. It's the switch, man. This is something. Such like, a switch. My, hom- my homie said, because like, this, this is a big switch too between the rap scene right. and the music scene. Sure. So when I was with the, like only in the rap scene, it's like, I had to be the biggest dog in the room. You feel me? Right, I right, right. Be, I had, it had to be me. So like, if I see somebody else, it's like, I'm even like, I'm pulling up to somebody else's show, talk, being a little curmudgeon <laughs> in the crowd, hands crossed, and standing on the wall, so I'm like, man, 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 fuck this, man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's like, bro, for what? Yeah. You're at his show. Absolutely. Good for him. Yeah. You know, exactly. so I had to make that transition first because, so then I went and kicked it with my band, right? Mm-hmm. And then they'll go to a show and like a bass player will come off the stage and they'll go up to the bass player talking about like, oh, you killed it, man. That shred yeah. when you did this. Yeah. Like, when yeah. You flip to this. I'm like, whoa, like, wait, you're not supposed to be all buddy. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah. We ain't buddy. <laughs> but it's like, no, what, why wouldn't you be? Yes. This yes. person is in the same field as you. Yep. They probably have more in common with you than some <laughs> other person who's not in the same field as you. Exactly. And the adversarial energy yep. is again doing nothing but holding you back so it's weird you know now i'm like known as like this friendly dude that's yep. kind of approachable that everybody's gonna get love to if you come yep. but like i'll encounter you know rappers yeah they'll come like they'll try to mean mug me bro yeah yeah i'll just kill them with kindness yeah i'm like bro i heard the new shit yeah. it's fire dog like you can like you're a star bro i see you and then yeah. it's like by the end of it they're like Damn, that's a hard motherfucker not to like. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's a hard dude not to root for, bro. Yeah, it's root for me. And it's not even like, uh, and, and we'll, we'll transition, but it's not even like, yo, I'm doing this strategically, yeah. right? I'm not trying to one-up you. Nah. It's not from that sense. It's like, nah, genuinely, like, I wake up and my mental is straight. I wake up and my mental is right. I wake up and I say, I love myself. Exactly. And I love you. Yeah, exactly. And once you're coming at people like that, Bro, it's not disingenuous. That's really how I feel. Like, yeah. I want to see people eat. Yep. I want to see people be successful. And I, like, we, again, man, we, Will and I and Nori, bro, we spent, like, <laughs> two hours before this podcast just For chopping sure. it up, being friends, and just, like, talk. So, like, a lot of this stuff, you know, it's circling back. But, like, you know, we're, we're talking, like, there are so many people in this world. Yep. And there's a target market for somebody. Oh, yeah. If I don't blow up in Seattle, I'll blow up in Sweden, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. you can have this market if you're really going to be all grumpy about <laughs> yeah. it, brother. You know, if it's got to be us, like, all adversarial, nah, man. Like, yeah, Like, have bro. your fans, bro. Exactly. Because there's enough people in this world that somebody will like what you're doing as long as it's coming from your soul. And so, man, I, I just hit the switch mentally. You know, a lot, yeah. of, my, a lot of my Carnegie homies roast me and stuff because they're just like, Bro, like, what happened to you, bro? Yeah, Why are you yeah, so nice now, yeah, bro? Like, yeah. You should just be roasting <laughs> Nice, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, but the reason I was roasting everybody is because of that O'Day experience, yeah. you know? And, like, yep. I had to roast or else, like, I was getting or roasted get and bullied. I'm getting yeah. bullied out yeah. here, you know? Exactly. But now it's, a, it's like, a place where, like, you know, I'll still roast my homies. Yeah, I'll still, for but, like, sure. You know, like, afterwards, I'll give them a hug. Yeah, so, like, yeah. if they're hurt. Yeah, know? exactly. Like, I didn't mean to hurt your yeah. feelings. Absolutely. I'll say that to somebody. Absolutely. You know? like, hey, I love you, man. Like, yep. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Yeah. And people be like, damn, this guy, you know? Yeah. But I just, man, the, the hate. The negative energy, the yep. I'm better than this person, or I want to put somebody else down mm-hmm. to push myself up. Like, it's just, I just made a conscious decision. It's dead. It's dead. It, bro. I love Not that. Not with it. No, 
You can't be, bro. It's it's just like there's too much in this world. Like we can all eat. You know what I mean? We can all eat. And not only can we eat, right? But we can stay inspired from each other. And that's how you push the culture. You feel me? That's how you push it from the get-go. It's like, yo, if you deprive and try to get to the top solo, whatever, and whatever you're doing, I don't care if you're flipping McDonald's burgers. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're flipping McDonald's burgers, you won't be at the top solo. Who are you going to look out to to get inspired? Who are you going to compete against? Who are you going to, like, get better with mm-hmm. and grow with? You know, sometimes I think, too, it's like, man, if I would have had this mindset, it's yeah. not even so, like, as a hooper. Right. You know, like, bro, like, you and I were always hella good friends. Yeah. But, like, when we got on the court, it we're was, enemies. It was dog season, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's just kind of how we were pitted uh, to be against each other. Yep. I just wonder... Can you still compete a hundred percent and yeah. go at each other that way, but also like have this like love yeah. that yeah. you know we have now? That's something interesting. That is know? super interesting. I, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to kind of, I don't know the answer to that one. Yeah, because sports cutthroat. Yeah, yeah, bro. And I think that's the, I think that's like the one exception. But if you could apply that mentality, right? Like if you get on the, because I mean I've talked to other athletes as well, right? Mm. They got on, they get on the field, they get on the on the court. And it's war season. But then I hate the person. Yeah, but then as soon as as we're done, we're daffing up. It's all love. You know what I mean? That's what it's all about, man. I got got my, you know, um, a good homie of mine, he came on tour with us. He goes by Tane Jr. Mm -hmm. But his whole message is like, spread the love. Yeah. And, you know, he came to to one of our shows. um, And, you know, he hadn't really been pushing to spread the love, like, vibe like that. And, like, I hadn't talked to him in years. Like, I didn't even know brother that well, you know. But he hit me like, yo, can I pull up? And I'm like, yeah, pull up early, man. Like, kick it with us. Yeah, exactly. So we're in the green room. We're kicking it, blah, blah. And he's like, dude, like, you didn't have to, but you and literally your whole band and everyone around you, like, they treated us like family. Yeah. And then he started pushing, like, yo, spread the love. Like, I'm feeling this vibe. Like, I'm pulling up on everybody, spreading the love. And then that's when we're like, all right, like, let's just join forces because you're inspired by us spreading the love to you you coined it yeah and now we can run together and like you know before it's like he's a rapper yeah i'm thinking like oh i don't want to like let him rap with my band yeah then other people are gonna like it's like nah bro yeah we're really trying to be about it push it bro yeah i think if and i think going to that if you just stay if you just stay true to yourself you're gonna get felt you know what i mean someone's gonna feel you in whatever you're doing and whatever you're doing bro what happens next so right. I took a step away from music for a year and a half, and mm-hmm. I developed the hip opera. So the way, yeah, bro, <laughs> yeah, bro. I, I want to get there, into that, bro. yo. Yeah. I want to so get into that. I just started uh, reading, bro. Because another thing, you, don't let the books fool you. These yeah. are my dad's books. Yeah, I, <laughs> Randy's the OG. Bro, for real, I mean, he's bro. read all these things too. Like it's wild. I love it, dude. There are thousands of books that we're looking at right now. But, Jesus, you know me. I don't know. You might. I might be in the hundreds or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said I'm trying to get my knowledge. I'm not really ripping like that. So that's when I took a step back and like I, when I left school, I almost had like again this 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 theme of like adversarial relationships with things that are challenging. Right. You know, I kind of like stopped learning. Right. Because I'm like, you know, you know, I don't need school. I don't need these books. I yeah. got swag. But it's like, nah, bro, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Because the lessons that are being told in these books, especially these old books like Homer's The Odyssey, these mm-hmm. struggles that people dealt with in the beginning of time are the same struggles that we're dealing with currently. They're just packaged differently. Yeah. So if you really tap into the, the 
history and the literature, it will give you a blueprint on how to deal with each stage of your life. Yeah. Because the stages don't change, man. Yeah. It's all the same. Same struggle. So I started reading anything that was a quote unquote a hero's journey <laughs> formula. So it's like Homer's The Odyssey, uh, Lord of the Rings, The Alchemist, uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. And like, bro, I would read a book and write a song. Yeah. Read a book and write I love a song, it. bro. And like, low key, people were worried about me a little bit, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't leaving my house, you know, like, and I was really tweaking. Like I was deep in it. Like you know, yeah. I'm sleeping three, four hours a night. Like I'm not stopping. Like I'm just, Bro. I'm just doing it. And Dude. I, I found the depth. Yeah. And I'm able to speak intelligently and uh, like from the academic world, right? Without you know having my degree and whatnot, but I re-sparked my belief in my own intelligence and right. how it's cool to know things. Hell yeah. You know, and, and that was that was big for me. For sure. So I just wrote a song, a song, a, a book. Yeah. Schmacked me like 12 books. <laughs> and I started like, you know, doing some other research. I came out of the, I came out of the year and a half of something like 80 tracks. Damn, 80 bro. concepts. Jesus off, Christ. Off the garage. Yeah. <laughs> off the garage. I got the, the headphones in. Yeah. And I'm just like, in my living room, rapping to my computer screen, yeah. just laying down concept after concept. And my roommates are just like, yo, you good? Like, yeah, yeah. how you eating today? Like, you know, I got you some chicken, brother. You know, like, shout yeah. out my guy, Jay Smooth, man, because he really just, like, gave me the space to be a weirdo yeah, around yeah. him. And, like, his friends would come in and be like, what's up with your roommate? He's like, bro, he's, he's scheming on something, bro. This guy's cooking something up. I don't know what it is. He calls it a hypocrisy. Uh, you yeah. formed a system mm-hmm. that worked for you mentally yeah. and challenged you. And then how did you get – I want to know, like, how did you get in that creative space or how does that creative space work for you? Man, it has, it has to be something where it's like, bro, it, you're fully dived in. It, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. you know, in a, in a lot of ways, it's almost – it being in that deep of a creative hole, right? Like, you know, I'm reading books about shamans and I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm yeah. channeling a shaman. Yeah. Like I'm really trying to, it's like it's method acting. Yeah. So I'm going deep in it, you know, yeah. like I'm like hitting the meditations and like, I'm really trying to find, like find ways to be authentic. Right. And I'm reading books from the 1400s. Right. So right. It's like, I can't go out and, Duel a duel, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like go fight somebody in the French Revolution, right? But I can sense how they felt and put myself in it. And you know, another thing I do is like I would do, I treat it like a course, right? So like, not only would I read this book, like I'd read the chapter, then I'm reading the spark notes, then I'm seeing like, okay, is there a movie on this? Like, okay, I'm gonna watch that that chapter of the movie. Like, how is that different? How did they represent that in cinema versus literature? Right? What did they? What take did they take? artistic liberties that they take on a classic that I could maybe mimic and do the same. Right. You know, so that's when kind of from that I had the overarching goal and I, to have that overarching goal, I think that's what like kept me sane a little bit. Right. right. I wasn't just diving into these things for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what makes a lot of people like crazy. Go like crazy. going to like, conspiracy theories yeah, but they're not dude. trying to do anything with it yeah. they're just like it was like they I just could, like have this knowledge that they're just yeah. man and then in 1933 yeah. it was like, <laughs> it's like bro come on that don't that don't help yeah. me that yeah. may be true but that don't help me right and uh, man so uh, yeah I just I mimicked the trajectory of each of the stories that I read which was basically you know uh, 
you're, you're have a hero at home, right? And they're they're sick of their everyday life, or something thrusts them into a role of like, hey, something needs to be done, right? Then they go out on their journey, mm-hmm. and then they go through all these trials and tribulations, and then they return home with like what's called the ultimate boon or the ultimate truth. And because they have these truths and these knowledges, and they've been through all these ups and downs, they're now able to articulate it or bring that to their people and liberate. Yeah. You yeah, know, absolutely. and so I'm sitting here thinking like, that's exactly what I, I didn't do. leave home. Yeah. I didn't go, you know, I went through these trials and tribulations. Yeah. I seen it my own life. Yeah. So I know like Joseph Campbell and all these philosophers aren't bullshit when they tell you, right. you can learn from these things if you let it. Cause I seen it happen in my life. Yeah. So then I developed the hip opera to where it's like, you know, like I'm a political prisoner. Yeah. You feel me? They locked me up because yeah. I wasn't at work. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. just standing on the corner, like rapping, like drawing crowds, messing up stuff. So they locked me up. Yeah. Like I break up out the I break up out the jail. You know, <laughs> I'm going. I'm clicking up with my homies, which are all like local Seattle musicians that I cast in it. Yeah. You know, and then like we link up with our homie. We have a scene. Then we just like play one of our songs that are based on that specific stage right. of the hero's journey. Yep. And then uh, just like, you know, I, I come back, I go through these trials and tribulations. Like I, I free this factory. Your boy yeah. out here. I got the squad with me now. Yo, you know, yeah, and oh, tell, tell me that's not the ultimate goal, right? It is, that's right? the ultimate goal. Yeah. So I did that. I pulled up with the squad. I overthrew the the, the negative government. And Hell stuff. yeah! Your boys are here. They, they pulled me off the stage on their shoulders <laughs> and stuff, man. And like to see that, like hours and hours in the basement, bro, just right. like, locked in. Where like people are like, "Yo, you good?" To have that translate to like actually having a hip opera happen and like yes. the homies carrying me off the stage, man. It made all the trials and tribulations that you and I have talked about since yes. the start of this. Yep. It made it all worth it. I bet. And it made that feeling like a, an exhale feeling. Right. And then you realize once you get that feeling, like, bro, I ain't exhaling. I want some more. When's the last time I exhaled? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how that is. Have I been breathing? Right, right. Like, or am I just out here trying to survive? And that's yeah. what it was. So once you have that moment, it, it's validating. You know, it feels great. feels right. good. But now you're trying to see, like, how can I make this more impactful? Right. How can I make this better? And how can I make this sustainable to be able to do it the rest of my life? Exactly. One-offs. So once once the hip opera really hit, like, we were already doing shows as a band and stuff. And, like, I was being sneaky. Like, I, I'm, I'm funny, bro, because, <laughs> like... You know, nowadays people rock with me, bro. Right, right, like, right. When I was first got the band together, it's not like people were just like, "Hey, come play Numos. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It was. A, I mean, it, it was like a weird concept, I'm sure, for oh, the majority yeah. of people, especially. And they're like, "Bro, you're not even a band. Like, yeah. and you got this hip opera." So, like, I would, I was like, "All right, it's time for us to start playing a couple shows." Wait, so did you? So going back to the hip opera, yeah. did you write? Like, how did that? You wrote the screenplay. Bro, I wrote you wrote the script, the, bro. I was there, man, bro. I was see that. Geek. I yeah. love that, yeah, bro. Man. So you wrote the screenplay. You wrote the. You wrote the fucking everything, bro. The light cues, like okay, now I want the light. I want you're the curtains close with here. All of that. And like, I didn't know how to do that, right? But I literally just like you p- called upon our past experiences and knew like I needed to be in the gym shooting right. a thousand jumpers. I only shot two hundred and fifty of them. Right. So this time around, yeah, bro, I'm leaving no stone unturned. Like yeah. I need to let the lighting guy know, like. 
we need a, a mood blue right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right with this. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I know I need it. I've seen it. You know, I've I know seen what that it. looks like. So yeah, man, I, I dug deep, and my, my sister helped me with it a lot. You know, Coco, she's yeah. a clown. Yeah, Coco. So she she deserves a lot of help with that script because I I brought her the first draft. Yeah, and she came back with a thing. Shot, shot, shot. Yeah, sliced yeah. That. Like, boy, what yeah. the? This ain't gonna work. That's a plot hole, you know. So uh, and and that's you know it comes full circle because like right. my family didn't want me to leave school and do music right but right. now fast forward to when my soul's in it right. and the harmony's there my family's helping me exactly do music dude i love that man i think i think people get so confused on this concept of like oh you need to go through 12 grades of high school you need yeah. to go through college right and then from there your education is finished mm-hmm. right and you're mentally you're done growing yeah but realistically just hearing what you just said right getting you put together a script, right? And then you didn't even know if it was going to work out well. So you took it to someone yeah. that you knew and you trust. It was like, okay, can you help me with this? Yeah. That's knowledge. That's power right, right? there. That's, Being willing to accept help too. That's education, yeah, bro. Exa- exactly. Be willing to accept it. That's mm-hmm. education on its own, man. Yeah. So like, I-, I think we need to twist that to the point where, <clears throat> where like, it's not just about reading textbooks, right? And then fucking... Going doing homework, yeah. Not necessarily just that, but then growing and taking action. Totally. That. Yeah, and I'd say I'd say to like any kid listening or like people like, oh, I should drop out of school and do this. Like, one, you can do whatever you want. Yep. So if you're willing to pay the price for all your actions, yeah, more power to you, brother. Go ahead. But if I were you, I'd stay your ass right there in yeah, school. Yeah. Get your piece of paper the way you're supposed to. Yeah. Learn how society works in the traditional <laughs> sense. And then learn the workarounds. Yeah. And you know, invest in yourself. Always put yourself uh, for, like first. But it's not. It's it, I've seen unless you're really willing to pay the price. Yeah. Like I was willing to pay the price. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people like would be willing to pay the price, knowing what they had to go into it. Like, right. If I would have known going into it, I still personally would have still paid the price. Right. Right. To know where I'm at now. But I know most people honestly wouldn't because there's right. just, there's been times, bro, there's been times where the boy's hungry. Yeah. Like yeah. literally just like hungry. Like, <laughs> dang, stomach, If someone get Marshall a hot yeah, pocket, like, bro. Come on, come bro. On. Somebody get him a something. Like he ain't worked in like uh, three weeks, bro. He's just been sitting on this couch. Boy's losing weight and stuff, you know? But like I wanted it that bad, yeah. bro. And yeah. I, knew, I knew I could do it. Yeah. But, you know, the, the struggle of it is... Uh, you got to be willing to sign up for the struggle, especially if you're going to try to operate outside the confines of, of society. Right. Sign yeah. up for the struggle, bro. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. I love that, man. Dude, and, and I think that's that's dope because, like, literally, you, you put yourself through that transition. You put yourself through that space. And the work worked for you. Mm-hmm. Like, you caught yourself on I – saw, I saw you on, on the news. Yeah. Right? You got – that opportunity came to you because now you've put in the work and now the work is working for you. Totally. Right? Yeah. So it's like that's going to pay off. And you might not be able to understand where it is yet. But if you put that fucking work in – Something's coming. Something's coming and, your and way. And that's the thing that's crazy, man. It's like people like they see me on the news. Yeah. And everyone was so hyped for me. Yeah. But it was almost like a – like a shocked type. Yeah. Like, dang, yeah, bro. Yeah, okay, yeah, you yeah. did it. Like, <laughs> to me, I wasn't shocked. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I read a, like a 1,500-page book. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. If I thought the whole time that if I read this book, something was yeah. going to pop off. Right. You know, so it's it, it's hard, but it's worth it. Right. And like, you know, what I was, I think I was, 
I, I want to give people this little nugget of knowledge because uh, this is what worked for me. The, the scene wasn't trying to let my band play places. Right. So I created Culture Fest. Yeah. And I, I booked Martial Law Band as the headline. Yeah. <laughs> people were like, who the hell is Martial Law Band? Yeah. How'd they get that? Right. Because I'm like, all right, fine. If you're not going to give me concerts, I'm going to make my own concert. Right. Right? If somebody's not going to give you an opportunity, make your own opportunity. Dude, you know? if that's not the concept of becoming an entrepreneur or just getting anything that you want in life, whatever that may be, um, you know, personal, professional, I don't know what it is, man. Come on, man. You got, I mean, we are, we have such an opportunity and you can't just let it pass by. In, in that social media, like we're talking about, like, bro, yeah. like, I can't yeah. say it enough. Yes. You are the only cool realtor, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You're the only one that's a cool, like, bro. bro, every, like, anybody that sees it, I was like, well, I mean, I bet you it's open houses. I told you it is coming. We're yes. putting this in the universe right now, but martial law band is going to perform I at an open wait. house. You know, we pull up gonna happen. And stuff too. Like, Dude, we'll give you yeah, something nice. Yeah, bro, and then we're going to turn it up on them once <laughs> the sun sets. <laughs> you know? Come on, man. We're about to have yes. the most lit I'm house saying, of all time. I'm saying I'm, I'm going to get the right house. And I'm yep. calling you. Hell yeah, brother. Bro, so I love it, man. So you guys, so hip opera. That was so dope. I remember seeing that. And I remember you guys putting out. Now, I didn't make it to the show. Mm. I wish I did. Come on, bro. I, <laughs> damn. I mean, like, dang, but bro. I remember you guys putting out the content or you putting out the content on social media. I was like, oh, my God, bro. Like, that's so creative. Yeah. And I I mean, I, I come from, like, a real estate background, right? Mm. And it's like business is pretty cut and dry sometimes. But, like, seeing you get so creative with your message and what you're trying to push, I was like, that's so dope, bro. And he's yeah. only going to grow from here. And like, I've never acted or anything before. Again, yeah. these are just things like being like, all right, like, I'm going to just do it. Yeah. Like, and, and with, with sports. Shout out Nike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need the sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but like with sports, it's like, I'm not afraid of failure and yeah. I'm not afraid of criticism. And you know this from playing college sports too. It's like, mm -hmm. sometimes you sit in that film room. Yeah. And you had a bad game. Yeah. And your whole team around you. They're just looking at you like. like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that kind of like made my skate crawl a little bit because he's like, oh boy, it hurts when you lost them the game or something. Yo. I remember one time I was like football at Kearney because I played basketball and football at Kearney. And that was another yep. thing that made like school hella tough. It was like, I'm just playing a bunch of collegiate sports. But right. like basically I remember the exact play. I was playing corner and I was supposed to be in this defense. They, the coach put me in a defense to where if the guy ran a hitch route, right. I was just supposed to be waiting there on him. Right? right, right. But instead, I like went back. I let him get on the inside of me. He caught it for like a crucial first down. Yeah. He ended up scoring. And like the coach just like, what did I call Massingale? Yeah, yeah. Like, what did I call him? Like, he's like, what are you supposed to do there, Massingale? You know, so, but because of those experiences, yep. I'm not afraid to have somebody be like, Yo, your acting was like, eh, yeah, to me. yeah. Like, yo, like you need to do it like this, like you need to do it like that. Like, I don't run away from criticism or what I can do better, exactly. Because I'm used to it, man. Yep. Like it's, it comes with the territory. You're you gonna have make to. Mistakes. You have to. Yeah, I, I mean. That's too dope. Because I mean, so many times you'll see people. And I, I'm victim of it too. Until I started, like, till I had like that mental shift. Mm -hmm. But like, so many times you'll be like. No nah, man, I turn right. You turn right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm fine. You worry about yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so easy to get caught up in that, bro. 
And it's so destructive, I feel like it, it is. really is. You're holding yourself back being yeah, like that. For and sure. I know it it hurts, it shatters that male ego we're supposed yeah. to have. But yo, it's okay if you messed up. Yeah. It's okay if you were wrong. Sometimes you can be right and still wrong. Exactly. Or something, you know, like yeah. fuck, it's okay. And and the thing is, is you may be wrong again. You may be wrong three more times, but yeah. how are you progressively like incrementally getting better yeah. through that process. Yeah, dude. Um, so, the, you know, like the hip opera with it, like we're going to try to revamp it every year. Hell yeah. Do it once a year. That's um, And just try to make it bigger and better. And it's going to be our, like, our fundraiser. Right. So, like, I'm kind of trying to change the business model of these concerts as well. So, like, because right. my mom, she does corporate uh, fundraising. Mm -hmm. So, like, for her company, <clears throat> Homage, I went to her, like, annual fundraiser right. and they have like tables and like yeah. they have auction items and stuff and i'm like okay see now yeah. this is how i can raise some real money exactly i'm gonna provide you dinner you know yeah. I'm gonna get you the deschutes beer you yeah know, yeah you know i'm gonna get you a circle water bottle yeah yeah and uh you know i'm gonna have like a fundraiser right and get people in the room and make them donate right then and right there. Right. And give them the hip opera show. Yep. And then uh, what we did on top of this, and this is what I'm like, I'm proud of even more so than the hip opera, is mm -hmm. that I created, we created a uh, Hero's Journey, that's the name of the hip opera, youth workshop. Nice. So now, like, <laughs> I'll go to schools and I'll be like, hey, these are the different stages that a hero has to go through right. in order to, you know, accomplish their goal. What stage are you in? Right. If you had to tell your story, whether you want to tell it literally or through, you know, your imagination. Right. How would your story play out? Right. What would you want it to be? And like, man, dude, it's powerful. So because powerful. Because I've seen it be powerful for me. Yes. And so that's what, like, um, you know, we were able to to donate twenty five percent of our show earnings on this last tour Hell towards yeah. the development of the hip hop. And, and you know, I, I piloted at Rainier Beach High School. Yeah. Them little boys tried to test me just yeah. like on the court. Yeah. And I beat up just yeah. like I did the last time. Yeah. With the coach mode, like, hey, you know, you're taking out your AirPods. You don't respect it, or we're yeah. in a freestyle battle right now. Yeah, bro. So you know, I had to, that was tough to pilot at Rainier Beach. I Yo, but you challenged yourself. Yeah, I had to, boy. bro. Don't 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 let me get into Jackson. That'll be a piece of cake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, dog. I love that, bro. So you so you literally, I mean, so you're coming up this blueprint to to continue the movement, to continue the process, mm. bro. So tell me about this tour that you guys just came back on, man. So I know that was an experience. Was that your guys' first time touring? Yeah, it's our first time. You know, because we, we would do uh, one-offs, you know, like, okay, right. we're going to Eastern Washington. We'll hit a Thursday, Friday, Saturday show and come home. Right. Uh, and then the next weekend we'll go somewhere else and, and whatnot. But, you know, I, I tell people if I have, like, 30 best friends in the world, yeah, 13 of them were on tour with me. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like <laughs> you guys were wild. It was spring break. It was spring break, and and you know what was what was amazing is that yes, we were having fun, right. but we went in there with the intention of spreading love, right, right, and we had the intention of connecting with people and healing people through music and through energy, um, and so you know we we started in. Eugene on a Wednesday yep. went to Humble. I, I started. I had never been in a mosh pit, but I was like, "I'm gonna need y'all to mosh." Yeah. They started moshing, bro. I, I was trying yeah. to wrap my lyrics in the middle of a mosh, getting blasted. Yeah. Like, and I was like, "Okay, lesson here and there." You know, like San Francisco, we like, like sold out a, a, a historic venue called the Boom Boom Room. Like, 
30 plus Carnegie Mellon people came Hell out yeah. and stuff. Hell yeah. So like people, it, I was pleasantly surprised with how much people rallied around it and right. were excited for us, whether it be the sponsors stepping up, like our, our quarterback, our quarterback, right. yeah. uh, Will Hell and yeah. I's quarterback <laughs> has this amazing product called the Circle Water Bottle. And he was like the main tour sponsor, you know, yeah. like people rallied around my dream and my belief. And, you know, I've been doing this for years. Hell they yeah. weren't rallying around the yeah. yoga pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I don't blame them one bit. Yeah. But I, it's great to know that people respect when you put your heart and soul into something and you give a quality product that people will rally around it. Right. So, you know, uh, San Francisco, like my sister's bought all their homies. You yeah. Know? So, like, I'm in there. I don't know exactly. I'm like, all right, who's here for martial law, man? And yeah. then, like, the crowd just, ah! yeah. then, you know, there's people going on after us. Yeah. I know they're salty as hell. <laughs> You know, but I mean, shout out them. They were super nice, super cool. I don't think they expected us to pull up 100 plus deep yeah. out of town, Hell but yeah. we did that. Exactly. Know? And so exactly. when we hit these different places and, and pulled up and connected, even through social media, like we're hitting people and having conversations where it's like, I'm, I know we got the beer sponsorship, right? And this right. Is, you know, I'm trying to give game too. Right. Since I'm trying to see what do I have that I can give to other people. So like, right. we have the beer sponsorship. So like if I'm in Bend, Oregon, I'm looking up Bend Beer. Right. And then I'm going and I'm commenting and following the people that post Ben Beer. Exactly. And I'm hollering them like you and Come I have through. the conversation. Hey, we're in town on tour. We have a Deschutes sponsorship. We'd love if you came through. You could try some of the beer and come to our show. Yep. So then we pull up. I got 30 beer lovers <laughs> at the show having a time and in their life. Love. And, and that's how love. you form a community. Yes. So, Bell, um, the tour did nothing but excite the whole band yeah excite our whole community and uh make people really believe that we can do this yeah there were some uh physical things that i know i have to change like for example i came back i hit like a you know me i've been doing I weird shit. You. i seen you on yeah. social you know, media i've been doing bro. weird stuff where people don't even worry about me anymore they're just like well they're just marshall's, I was like, oh, marshall's in the spin yeah, yeah there you go he's deep, deep, deep. So i, I think i looked at your instagram and you're like this is day seven of no water <laughs> i was like holy shit no, no, and so actually i messed that up i messed that up because bro it was i was only drinking water oh, okay 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 i was only drinking water i wasn't eating oh my god but i like my worst. phrasing of a, like a water fast that was like a stupid phrasing yeah. i should have told people like bro i'm only i'm only drinking water I yeah but you know uh, you live and you learn next seven days i don't eat yeah exactly uh, right but yeah you know, so I came back, I hit the fast. Yeah. Uh, my voice was all types of messed up. I hit like the uh, the uh, vow of silence. So I wasn't mm-hmm. eating or talking. Damn. And I just laid in my bed or like, you know, I went and like I'd go out and do stuff, but I like I'd hit like the monk vow of silence. And like those yeah. are challenge you have to put other challenges in your life now that the same challenges that I used to have of like getting people to believe in the band. Right. Yeah, I have the challenge of getting more people to see it right. and more people to believe. But I don't have the same challenge of like convincing the people around me right. that I could do this or that we could do that. People believe, and exactly. that's amazing. But I have to find ways to continue to grow. So like, I hit the water fast and then uh, switch to vegetarian. Okay. And you know, it's it's like been two weeks now, yep. and it's been cool. Like, yep. I feel strong. I'm still able to work out. I don't, you know, I don't feel like I'm like weak or whatever. The, yeah. You know, the stigma that's attached with that. So you know, continuing to challenge myself and grow and evolve as a human being while you know we're going on this journey yeah. and this foundation's already on been laid like, journey. if I can do one tour bro I know I can do another Hell so yeah. what we're trying to do is uh, uh, 
we're going to try to do Hawaii in December. Nice. And like we're trying to put together like a group rate, like a little package. Like, yep. come on, who's coming with us? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> the group text going. Come on, we need the podcast there. Yeah, I got you. you. <laughs> and uh, then uh, I'm trying to plan um, like uh, a nationwide tour Hell for yeah. this time next year. So, you know, and that's another thing. You got to give yourself time for these things. Right. I'm sure, There's dude. There's a bunch of, you know, I, in each city, I had three different things fall through and I had to, you know, find right. my backup plan. But now I know what city this works in, what, 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 how to go about approaching sponsorships and collaborators right. and whatnot. So, uh, the knowledge is there now, but it's the hard work. I know how long it's going to take. So right. giving myself a year before we really try to hit like a national tour. Um, but you know, in December we'll hit, uh, the, uh, the Hawaii move. And then outside yep. of that, we're also now honing in on just doing like one thing during the fall, doing a Christmas, like a Christmas holiday drive for like right. food and the homeless, doing uh, our culture fest, doing our hip opera, right. and then our spring wean, which is Halloween in the spring. Yeah. So and then that. during the summer, we do this thing called the cookout. Right. Right. So now instead of like me running around trying to book, book all these shows. shows, like I'm locking in on this five things these two out of town things yep. and outside of that now I'm trying to create better music I love that and man. so you know that's the blueprint and it feels good to be at a place where I know what I have to do I know how I mean, yeah, boy it's that's a, lot a lot of work, work dog, I bet you sounds like it I know I know that if I walk in and I go into tweak mode I can, I can yeah, do it yeah 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 <laughs> like you've been in that space before I know I can do it exactly. so you know that's cool and then also like we had already touched about a little bit before learning how to and who to accept help from mm -hmm. because as huge as the vision grows i can set the course you know like uh henry ford and stuff mm -hmm. he only had the eighth grade education right but he could tell a smart person what to do exactly and they had the ability to go do it so that's where i'm trying to get to is being able to delegate some of these responsibilities accepting that there will be growing pains and those people will make mistakes right and being a willing teacher um, but also being firm enough to lead. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's tough because as someone at this point, I pretty much had to do it myself. So I know how to edit. Right, so right, right. So if I come, come back talking about, oh, I can't do it like that, I'm like, all right, send me the footage. And yeah, and I'll do it. You it's going to get done. Yeah, so I'm going to do it. And I would do it, like, you know, if like an audio engineer or something's like, you know, my guitar player is an audio engineer. So right. like we're in a recruit, uh, recording session mm -hmm. and the guy's like, ah, oh, no, I don't want to mic that way. I'm like, all right, then move. Like, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Go over there and like go. You go do it. Then. Right, right. You know, so building a team of people that are also like-minded and entrepreneurial uh, by by nature. Right. Um, but you know, well, for the first time, you know, I was talking to my keyboard player about this, Mercy Lewis. For the first time in a long time, and I can see it with yeah. you too, bro. Like, yeah. I feel good again. Yeah. I feel. Yeah, I feel bro. like I'm on my state championship right now. <laughs> and this time, Josh Smith, boy, yeah. I don't care what I got to do, bro. I'm fouling out. You ain't scoring, bro. I'm smacking you in so, the head. Yeah, bro. Okay. Pinning that shit off the back. I don't care, bro. I'm trying, bro. Man, this is funny, man, because this is another metaphor for like my life and how this moment, I'll never not do it again. Right. So the very first play of the state championship game, we had decided we were going to try to put Josh Smith in pick and roll situations. Right. You know, he's big and slow. Yeah. So I get yes, it. I get man. the hezzy. Bro, I explode to the rim. I have so much adrenaline. I went to hit the finger roll. And I hit the back of my hand on the rim. Oh, and I damn. missed the finger roll. But if I would have just said, I'm the, punching. Yeah, you I'm punched. punching. If I would have just turned and caught and punched, I was yeah. high enough. 
Right. But I didn't have that faith and that belief in myself. Yeah. But next time I'm in the championship game and I turn that corner, who knows? If we were to start off the game with a punch, like we yeah. were talking about with Jalen, yeah, yeah. Brody's would have been like, okay, yeah. like, it's a whole different it, mentality. These boys came to play. Like, dang, I got punched on. Yeah. You know, so uh, when I get my chance to punch on people now, you know, you see it in my performances. Exactly. Like, I'll be running around the building. Yep. I'll be standing on bar tops. Hell like, yeah. I, I punch on people now. Yep. Because you never know when you're going to get another chance to punch. And uh, I love know, that. Dog, that. It's really cool, man, being able to sit down and talk with you and, and, and have us both be in a place of, like, security. Yeah. And yep. not financial security mental security yes and, so and being okay with ourselves exactly you know what i mean exactly and god if it, it it takes years man dude it does and it's something insecurities it's something yeah absolutely and i feel like it's something that going to what you just said like you got up to the rim right and you're like damn if i just realized i could have turned my hand this way i would have punched i would have punched on, like i would have oh, punched on him you know, what I mean? you know but like it's but then it's that that lesson, uh, it seems like it's that lesson of self-awareness. Yes. Right? You get up there and you realize, damn, I am high enough. Let me go ahead and punch this. Yeah. And then now that you, now you may have missed it that time, but now the second time you go up, you punch it. I'm done. You punch it. I'm done. You punch it. I don't now, care who's I'm, in the way. Let's get it, let's get it uh, yeah. clarified because I'm not trying to sprain my ankle off nothing. <laughs> I'm out here shooting. If you see me try to dunk, yeah. just, just let me try. Don't try to block my stuff or nothing. Yeah. I'm not here to get hurt. Bro. I'm not here to get hurt. He just wants to punch, bro. I want to punch yeah. musically. I'm a punch. You know, um, business-wise, I'm a punch. Group-wise, I'm shooting threes and I'm playing a little bit of defense these yeah. days. <laughs> don't expect much I'm yeah, not spraining my ankle over nothing bro. hell no bro we talked about that we yeah. got stuff to do tomorrow <laughs> shout out to your homie brother much love to him man. Yeah, yeah dude I know City's still he's still trying to recover yeah bro so like um, going into that man dude I feel like now um, you know you've always been my brother mm-hmm. and seeing you grow is just too dope to see Thank but you. now like the entire band is like really it seems like you guys have your sound like What's going on? I'm just spilling spilling like your circle bottle. No, don't here, don't waste the circle, Come bro. On, don't waste circle. <laughs> but, no, don't pull the sponsorship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, Andy, we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I spilled it on the circle t-shirt. Yeah, man. that, so that voice committed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so like Capitol Hill Block Party, mm-hmm. huge, right? I'm sure that's a huge Dream opportunity sure, for you man. guys. Yeah. Right. So like that's coming up this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll wrap it up with that. Like, I mean, you have that coming. How hyped are you guys about that shit? Brother, I'll tell you what, man. Like, uh, What's cool is that we knew we got Capitol Hill Black Party in March. Okay. So that's when everyone started coming together as a band. We couldn't say anything, but we knew we were sitting on this this trunk party. You know what I'm saying? We knew we were sitting on the the pocket rockets. Yeah. So, you know, we, we bet on ourselves knowing that this announcement was so wait, coming. So, wait, can we can we put this in here? Oh, yeah, this is okay, good to okay, go, okay. baby. Okay. This is good. Please, <laughs> yeah. tell everybody so let it be known. we're there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, knowing that, it, it's exciting. But, again, uh, having just local recognition, that doesn't interest us anymore. Right. We want a platform that connects people in wherever you're from. Mm-hmm. It makes people grow. And, like, like you said, like, you're my homie, so when you see me smiling, you see me doing well, yep. it makes you want to work hard, and it also makes you happy. Yep. But, you know, there are people that nowadays, they don't know us, yep. but, like, you know, I'll share with you, like, 
a person sent us a message and just said like, hey, watching y'all on tour, I was in a really dark place. But to see y'all loving and connecting and vibing with you and the, the motivational stuff that you're putting out there, it pulled me out of there. Yeah. And like I was in a place that was like dark enough that I was thinking about suicide. Yeah. And then so <clears throat> not only for that to be real and to know that, that we could do that for somebody. Right. But to have that person comfortable enough to reach out and be vulnerable to say that to yeah. me. It's like, man, I know that this is bigger than even Capitol Hill Block Party. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be my favorite weekend of the <laughs> yeah. summer. You know, everybody's coming in for it. Yeah, going to have a blast. But it's bigger than Capitol Hill Block Party. Right. And if we continue to be aligned with ourselves spiritually and really work hard, I know that um, people that we come in contact with in any realm, whether it be our music, our videos, social media, right. we can improve their lives. Absolutely. And that, that's what I've always wanted to do. I always wanted to, to be somebody that impacted the world for a better, for, for the better. And so to know that that's within grasp mm -hmm. and that it's, it's a, a trajectory that's actually looking pretty promising, yep. man, it, it means everything to yeah, me, bro. bro. It means everything. And it's like, it's like you can't stop till you, oh. you like, there's no, there's no second. If I stop saying. now, people, yeah. people will be, my family yeah. will be mad. Yo, I'm putting hands like, on people. I, if I was your dog, I was like, actually, I think I'm going to go back to school. Yeah. Like, Marshall, yeah. I don't you want to deal with you better stay here outside and work. You know? But see, I mean, that's what I'm saying is like, yo, you literally, uh, you're doing it with purpose, man. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, like, that's what I'm trying to push as a brand as well. And my goal is to, like, connect with people that I've already felt inspired through that I've came up with, mm -hmm. right, to make that, to help us all make that community. Yeah. Um, and it's with purpose, bro. Well, and, and, you know, we talked about this, too. Like, yo, with us, because we're finally in a place where I don't have to prove anything to anybody. Yeah. Like, bro, if you know me or even if you don't, Hit me up. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> pull up on us. We yeah. can kick it. We can yeah, talk. 100%. You know, because having this open door policy uh, that you and I are trying to push, man, it can change. It can change a whole culture, and I'm seeing it, man. Like Absolutely. I'm seeing people's social media posts being like, "Hey, I love y'all. I want everybody to know, like, I love yeah. you. I care about you." And like me in the old days, I'd be like, "Oh, they're biting." Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Why are you biting? Yeah. But now that that makes me happy. Yeah, bro. exactly. I'm like, do that more. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, man, just just being in a different mental place, right at the time where it needs to happen. So I'm excited for it, and if nothing else, man, I'm gonna be having a lot of fun in Seattle for the rest of my life, man. So, bro, that's you know, I'm trying to get out. I'm trying to get to the Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> I got you, bro. We need to we need to get on the sand out there. We're taking first hey. time I smacked the lumpia. <laughs> Hotel room. <laughs> yeah. That's the Homish County fine. SCF, bro. <laughs> Shout out to him. I should not go loop. Yeah, I ain't been you took the sense. whole damn box, dog. <laughs> Anthony Barton was heated. Oh, my God. Oh, God. He Shout was out to God. <laughs> bro, so, I mean, that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, I think that that message is so clear, bro. I want to I wanna wrap it up with these two questions. Yes, sir. Um, so, my first question would be more of like advice-based, like, you got in that space. You got inspired. How did you get there? What steps, like mentally, emotionally, mm -hmm. spiritually, did you create or did you have to go through to get to that place of focus? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Well, I think first, uh, like we uh, consistent theme throughout this, you have to have something in your life that has laid a foundation of a willingness to do the dirty work and the hard work. Right. Because, you know, sports was that for me. Mm -hmm. So I knew that 
if I wanted something, it was going to require a lot of hard work. Right. So once I figured out what exactly it was that I wanted, you know, like I knew I wanted to create music. I knew I wanted to help people, but like I didn't know exactly how I wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I'm making music that wasn't congruent with my goal. Right. But once I actually had it narrowed down and had a path, then I started making art and, and product that actually fit who I was as a person. Right. And I had already a foundation of hard work through sports. Right. So I apply that, I got the vision and then it's just a matter at that point, it's literally a checklist. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like, did you do your push ups today? Yeah. Did you go on your run today? Did you write your song today? Did Absolutely. you read your page, your page limit? Exactly. Did you send your emails? Yeah. You know, and it just becomes a system yeah. that you've created now. Totally. Right. It's more, now it's more like machine. Like. Yeah, exactly. Do I love, so it sounds like you, got to find out your your awareness first find yeah. out yourself find out what interests you what motivates you what inspires you and and then have a vision and 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 physically literally write down a plan right like this thing like right. it's not a game that was going to be my second question oh, okay. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. no no and i want you that's what i'm saying it, the second question was like so what what are the steps that you take to action like mm-hmm. so now we know how to stay inspired but now what do you do to take into action yeah so like right now i'm like i'm a year out Mm -hmm. so like every move that like is going to be made outside of like literally selling the tickets or going to record the music like everything is a year out right and it's written down like on this date this we need to be at this point in the like having a project management ability right to be like yo we're 30% behind where I need to be in order to hit this deadline that's a year from now. Right, right. So having the ability to have foresight and treat it like a true business, um, I'm blessed because I have people around me that I can go to for advice and and for structure. You know, Randy, that's what he does. So, you know, it's like every every month or something, I'll be like, hey, brother, you you need to be over here and I'll come over and then like, He'll just look at the plan and be like, well, are you reading? Are you doing this? And I'm just like, oh, you know, it hurts so bad, but it hurts in a good way because you know you're getting the knowledge and the information that you needed to be better. Right. Um, So, yeah, man, create, write down a plan. Hell yeah. People are telling me, like, you know, Andy, his business plan Bro, he got like a ten-year business model. Yeah, yeah, you he's know what a, I'm yeah, exactly. So, you know, you people might hear, "Well, you have your thing planned out for a year." It's like, yeah. I really should have it for five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you should be flexible and adaptable, but like, you gotta, yeah, you gotta and that's calculate exactly, and that stuff that will come over time. Like, you're still right now just thinking about yourself and who you're around. Like, yeah. Once you hit that three-year mark, okay, now I can start adding more people and start taking on more tasks. Yeah. I mean, right. Um. Dude, that's crazy. Because I literally think the same exact way. Oh, you and I are the same. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's sick. <laughs> yeah. That's like sick conversation with myself. I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> dude. So it's like, so and you and we'll close it up with this. So it sounds like, <clears throat> get inspired, right? Mm-hmm. Take action by creating self discipline, mm-hmm. and how you create that self discipline is write that shit down. Literally, write that shit down. Would you recommend, like, to the listeners out there, would you recommend, like, what do you write down? Yeah, so, like, uh, it, it go, it, it, it's going to have to start loose. Right. people don't know. So, yeah, first, literally just start with a piece of paper and maybe write down, like, hey, what are my interests? Like, if you're just looking to figure out, you know, it's easy. People might hear this and be like, 
well, easy for you to say, man, yeah. you know what you want to do. Exactly. Right? Like, if you don't know what you want to do, just write down all your interests. Right. And then also write down if you had the perfect, you had all the resources, mm-hmm. what is it that you would do? Right. And then through that, pick one of those things or maybe pick three of those things. Right. And then now get a new piece of paper. Yeah. Each, each one of those pieces of papers has whatever you picked at the very top. And now write down anybody that you know or you admire that's doing those things. Right. And start looking at their Instagram. Start looking at their social medias. Reach out to them. Send them emails. DM them. Hey, how do you get started in this? I'm very interested. Do you ever need, uh, say you want to get into like film or whatever. Do you ever need someone to like hold a light? Yeah, dude. Do the dirty work, you know? That hustle. You know, if you want to like get into audio engineering, go, go sit next to an audio engineer. You know, everybody's, the best way is to it too invest in yourself too like maybe an audio engineer won't let you sit next to him for free yeah i bet you if you pay hey twenty dollars an hour to come learn from you absolutely i bet you we do it absolutely you know so taking some risks and then doing like the reconnaissance like uh, work from the beginning yeah and then from there you'll start gaining knowledge and then when it's time for you to pick something yeah now that's when you got to go to like where's my end goal yep how where's my year goal yep where my month goal, where's my week goal, and then you start going day, day by day, and then when you turn mind. into a tweak, yeah, 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 goes yeah, out, yeah, yeah, goes yeah, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when your family's worried about yeah, you. And, they have uh, to yeah. and, and that's when you're up at like two a.m. Yeah. and you're like, ah, oh, shit, I still need to read or I still need to fucking yeah. do something. Yeah, like I haven't worked out, so I, yeah. I'm gonna do these burpees. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, bro. Dude, I think we did it, man. I, I think so too. How long were we here for? Like three hours and stuff. Yeah. Kind of noise Nora, like, what you, bro, I know you, Nora, what you space. think? Send this one to Marshall. He's gonna have to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, but uh, but I, I think we did it, man. We pushed positivity, pure love, Marsh. Right on, Always brother. love, brother. Love you, man. Love you too, brother. We got, you, we got Capital Block Party. Tell them lastly where, where they can find you on Instagram. Uh, yeah, we can, you can find me uh, uh, at Marshall Law Band. That's M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L Law Band, L-A-W-B-A-N-D. And uh, yeah, we're all over the internet, wherever you listen to your music, wherever you go to learn about bands. Uh, we'd love to have you follow us. We put out uh, almost content daily, and uh, it's all positive. So, uh, you know, rock with us, and if there's anything we can do to help you pull up on your backyard barbecue and smack your lumpia, we're we're there, man. But make it veggie for me. (laughs) Yes, sir. And check out out that song, Running, bro. That single's nuts. That's the one. That's the one for sure. That has energy. Yo, peace, love. We'll be uh, putting this out here soon. We hope you guys got something from it. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys. Peace. Peace.